Hi, friends. Welcome to episode two of the That Sounds Fun podcast. I'm your host, Annie F. Downs, and singing to us is my pal Dave Barnes and his song, Good. I wrote a blog post about it this week, and it's absolutely one of my favorite of his songs, so I couldn't resist sharing it with you. So grab that for iTunes, for iTunes? I don't know. Grab that on iTunes, and his Christmas album, it's really one of my favorites. Hey, for starters, before we get into this, I owe you an apology because um, the last podcast had some volume probs. I know. You told me. I appreciate it. I'm such a noob at this. I'm just figuring it out as I go. You just would not believe how much Googling and reading and calling it educated people, how much I do (laughs) to try to have this not sound like a Yahoo is in charge, but a Yahoo is in charge, you guys. That's just the reality of it. That being said, I hope we've got it worked out. So let me know. We are doing the best we can with the volume and figuring out all of this. So I cannot wait for you to hear today's episode. This is the part two of my conversation with author Ted Decker. I hope you've gotten to hear episode one. If not, go back and grab that podcast so you can hear Ted talk about his new book, AD30, as in the year, not AD30, 8030, as my Southern draw led many of you to believe last time, but AD30. I would love for you to go back and hear that podcast and grab that book. It is such a good read. It would make a really great Christmas present for anyone that loves to get kind of lost in reading a fiction book. So it's awesome, really. I mean, I, I could not have loved it more. So this week, we take a little bit of a different turn with Ted, where I ask him some questions about being a writer. So if you're a writer or an author or have thought about it or just think it's interesting to hear about process, that's kind of where we're going today. And because, you guys, I am, if nothing else, a hard-hitting journalist, I had heard this rumor about Ted's writing life that I really, really wanted to know the answer to. So I just went for it, y'all. I didn't beat around the bush. I just asked him. So that is where we'll start is with Ted and I talking about his writing life. Okay, Ted, um, I'm excited to talk to you now about your writing style because you turn out books in a good pace, in a fast pace. And we have a lot of listeners and readers and friends who are also book writers or authors. And tell me a little bit about, I've heard rumor. Do you want me to tell you the rumor I've heard about your writing setup? Or do you want to tell me your writing setup? No, no. Yeah, I want to hear your, I want to hear the rumor. Okay, this is the rumor that I have said as fact to people. So I hope I'm right. There is a rumor in the writing community that you have a computer that has nothing on it except a typing, a word or a writing program. And that you, that it doesn't even have internet set up or anything. That, it, that it's almost like a glorified typewriter and that is what you write your books on and then you put it on a jump drive and you take it to a computer to send it off to people but that you actually have a writing computer that is dedicated only to writing well that's it used to be that way actually for a long time great so Um, i have kind of been telling people the truth yeah that is true i used to use this little device i forget what it's called right now but that's all it was all it was was just it was like a glorified typewriter so that, that that came out of probably a previous interview of mine you know yeah i think um, i feel like I, I heard you or it may have been another author who was telling me at a conference i I'm, i can in my brain i'm picturing a conference yeah. where i heard it yeah so I, I absolutely in fact that allowed me to go away oftentimes i mean I, I used to write a lot of my novels um either away in an rv um where there was no phone cell service or internet connection um, and it, or, or, or at times like to a monastery where they didn't allow computers. So, and so I had this, yeah, device where I could just type. It was just a keyboard with a small screen. 
Hmm. It's like a small computer. And I would just, I would just write, um, nothing, nothing else. Yeah. So that, that is partly true. Now, of course, now I don't, now I, I do, I go away and I, um, turn off my internet and I have a computer that where I, where I don't, that, that isn't hooked up to the internet, but, um, it, it has other stuff on it. I just, I just don't have it on at all. Yeah. You just are disciplined enough to turn off the Wi-Fi and leave it off. You kind of have to. Right. I mean, there's too many distractions other ways. Um, it's kind of, it's life. Life is kind of that way. That, that, that kind of the process, I mean, writing is like, writing truly is a spiritual practice. Um, and this is, uh, my whole view of writing has shifted dramatically in the last couple of years. I mean, during writing, writing this book, 8030. Um, I see now my writing as a way, as a practice, like a spiritual practice, a way of letting go of one world to see another. Mm. And as I practice that in my writing, as I, um, you know, <laughs> let go of my fears and the obstacles and that the, the, the present themselves to me, I stumble, you know, writer, what people some people might call writer's block, whatever it is, it, it's coming up to those in a place of acceptance rather than fear, and offering them no resistance. And in that place of surrendering to them, um, it's, you know, you're turning the other cheek to those problems that come against you, to use Jesus' teaching. Mm -hmm. And and in that place of acceptance, inspiration comes of its own nature. We're like faucets, you know, as people. And um, the creativity flows out of us if the spot the, the spigot is open. Mm. And so you think that's true really, for anybody? Huh? Do you think that's true for anybody? You think anyone yeah. is that creative? I think all of us has vast reserves of creativity. It's just, mm. yes. in fact, equal re- reserves of creativity. It's just expressed differently or completely closed off, corroded off, clenched down through, through what I, you know, through resistance and, anxiety and frustration and anger and all the things that, that, that kind of cauterize or that cut off the flow that is within us. Um, we are the light of the world. There's, great, there's a great reservoir of light within us, but it's been, we put a bowl, a bushel over it to cut it off. So we no longer see it ourselves. The creative process is one really of letting go of all those things that block that inspiration from us, and it rises naturally. I mean, it, now, we express it differently. So a carpenter might be very different. I'm someone, you know, we have different personalities. Right. We have all, you know what I'm saying? So, but a writer is somebody who's drawn to writing. You know, they, they actually have, anybody can learn craft. The real question right. is inspiration, which is, which is not so different than the revelation. And that comes of its own accord when we, when we, meaning the part of ourselves that is not, that is the part of ourselves that lives in resistance or anxiety or frustration, when that part of us gets out of the way, when it kind of, when we allow it to die, Mm -hmm. when we allow it to, when we allow it to die, which can be a painful process. But then suddenly, this incredible inspiration comes. So writing is like is for me a spiritual pra- practice. It's practicing what I do in the rest of my life, 
right? Which is separating from the fear and walking away from the fear and moving forward and yet being disciplined with your time and being disciplined with what you're allowing in as well, right? But you can't, you don't so much separate yourself from the fear as because you don't want to run away from the fear. It's like a wall. You don't run away from the wall. You walk up to it, encourage, and allow it to be. There it is. Mm. And as you stare it in the face, like a wolf, you know, or a dog, if you're afraid of it and run away, it'll chase you, 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 you know. But if you just let go of your fear or look at it without running away and just acknowledge it and see it, it begins to, it, it stops barking after a while because mm. it sees you're not afraid. Mm-hmm. And then it begins to whimper. And then soon it loses, it loses <laughs> interest, and it whimpers or runs away. Right. Well, these are like that, this is the same with all those things that the stumbling blocks that keep us from writing. You know, you don't necessarily, uh, you don't, you just you just get to see them there in front of you and stand in front of them and accept that they're there. Mm-hmm. I'm sure you experience this like I do, too. I get emails from people who read my books, and they'll say, Annie, I want to write a book, but I, but what you're saying, I'm just too afraid. I'm just too scared. I'm scared to tell my story. I'm scared. When I sit down to write, I can't do it. So what would you say? I mean, what does it look like for someone who wants to sit down and start writing, but they, but the fear almost is overwhelming? Well, welcome to life. Right. You know. Amen, it's like brother. Stepping, it's, it's like stepping out of a boat. It's like stepping out of a boat, and, and this is just a, another great story of Jesus, but step out of the boat, well, wait a second, I will drown. I'm afraid. I can't do that. Okay, then you will drown. You drown because you know you will drown. And so you don't step out of the boat. Well, it, it takes a certain amount of faith. It, it takes great surrender of that boat that you think will keep you safe to step out onto that water. The only way to find transformation, let's say that you're, you want to fly, well, the way it works is that you jump off the cliff and grow your wings on the way down. Right. And this is this is just, but that's fearful. That's I'm afraid. I'm afraid. Well, that's okay. Everyone is. Mm-hmm. So, the courage is simply stepping out anyway. Why? Because the, the 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 transformation that occurs in that place, the great liberty that comes, then you are able to fly. You know, they say even eagles need a push. So little eagle, eaglets, <laughs> their mother pushes them out of the nest right. before they can fly. And then they start to fall, and the, and the mother catches them and brings them up. And as they do this, they learn how to fly. Well, it's like that. And most of us are too afraid, though. We just stay in the nest. We just stay in the boat. So if someone's afraid, it's like, that's okay. That's how it looks. Mm-hmm. That's, how, that's, that's, that's what happens. Don't be afraid to be afraid. You know, I think Webster has done a major injustice with the definition of courage because what it says is being able to do all these things and and it says without fear. Well, that's And that's so wrong because yeah, you because the fear voices don't stop whispering. I have faced so much fear in my life. Um one reason why I write about fear. Well, didn't you have a question on fear? Um, yeah, I mean that, yeah, we can just keep, go with it. Yeah. I'm with you, Ted. I'm just, you're I driving you this fear train, you, brother. You said you had someone who asked me, well, does 
Ted ever scare himself? Yeah, that's right. That's right. I had two people <laughs> online ask when I said, what are the questions that you want me to ask Ted Decker? Two different people said, does Ted Decker ever scare himself? Which I think is well, so great. Yeah, I frequently enter in, in, into the dark valley in order to find the light beyond it. I mean, you know, I was asked one time in an interview, um, uh, you know, they say you write a lot of scary stories. And they're like, can you give us an example of where that's justified in the in the Bible? And this was actually, I think, on CBN or something. Gosh. I forget. Anyway, um, and and it just came from that moment. Yeah, the Garden of Gethsemane, mm. where Jesus was so terrified that he was he was very much afraid. Great anxiety. This is this is what causes. There's a condition that actually a real medical condition that where we can sweat blood, you know, sweat mingles with blood and the capillaries mm. burst. And, and and it comes from a terrible, terrible anxiety. So, yeah, Jesus was in that place in the Garden of Gethsemane. Mm-hmm. And it was there that he gave up his will, not my will, but your will be done. It was there that he fi- that was his final crucible, you know. So he took that journey and showed us the way that we also can take it. It's no different. In many respects, of course, we're not actually doing what he did in that same way. But the point is, you know, oftentimes, yeah, coming coming into fear and working your way through it and surrendering in, in the face of it, surrender, like he did, giving up your, your own resistance, your own will, and surrendering, it gives you great power over that fear. So have I? do I scare myself? I mean... I think I was pulled, propelled, drawn by my father to write many stories like that mm-hmm. as a way of me walking through the valley to discover that the death was only a shadow. Oh, sure. Because it's called, you know, it's, it's the valley of the shadow of death. Yea, do I walk the valley of the shadow of death. I will fear no evil. Why? Because you discover when you walk into that place that death is only a shadow. Mm-hmm. But you don't know that up front. Right. You, you get to go, go there. into that dark forest. Mm-hmm. You get to go into that dark valley, not knowing it's a shadow, only having heard rumors it's a shadow. Mm-hmm. But you get to take the journey yourself. What does and that do writer, to you personally? Oh my... Yeah, I mean, as you're writing these stories, I mean, even in AD 30, it goes to some deep emotional places. Is that, does that, I mean, that has to affect you personally as well. Because I write nonfiction, I, my brain doesn't know how to go into a fake world. I'm not smart enough to go into a fiction world and come back, you know? I just <laughs> tell my own stories and so be it. But so I think you're way more smart than I am about being able to write fiction. There's, there's no difference, really. We're both, we're both telling stories. You're, yeah. you're just telling stories that you've seen or. You know, I, me too. That's right. You have to see, yeah, you just have to see them in your mind. I just retell what my family ate for dinner and, yeah, and they yeah, publish yeah. it. <laughs> so, but what does that do for you personally? Is that, I mean, because I know when I write hard emotional scenes in my real life into books, I mean, I have to, you know, I have things I have to do to recover. We either go eat dinner with my friends or take a nap. Or Does that happen when you're writing some of these intense emotional fictional scenes as well? I, I think, you know, I think that writing eighty thirty for me was very, very cathartic. It was very, very, very healing. Because um, I think that I, and much of my writing through the years was a, kind of a desperate search for, you know, I mean, I always went through that valley of darkness, whether I'm writing about a serial killer or whatever it is that I've written about in the past. Mm-hmm. 
searching for the light beyond, right? You you climb that mountain to reach the top and find the sun. And basically, my soul is my spirit crying out, um, crying out to be free. I mean, I've always written to discover, not to communicate something. And that's one reason why readers find my books, my stories authentic. They can mm-hmm. connect with them because really I'm writing their own stories because we're all the same. We're all one. You know, we really are the same. Jesus taught that. We're all one. And um, in John 17. So, you know, they're finding what I found in that. And, and I I write, discover, to, to find my emancipation. I'm writing my way out of the prison, so to speak. But mm. really, I'm journeying. I'm journeying. And in 8030, I just, in the last, actually before 8030, um, my journey brought me to a place of, of incredible, my, my spiritual journey, my journey through life, to incredible freedom that I was able to find in the teachings of Jesus. Um, it, it was just, it's just been so amazing. I'm so amazing to me. I mean, I'm, I don't think I'm the same person I was four years ago. Really? But but all those stories that I wrote, they're all, they all were just completely seated with the same existential angst and desire for freedom and completion, you know, that we all feel when, when we find ourselves in difficult situations. Mm-hmm. I was just one of those, one of those few who maybe are completely obsessed <laughs> because I know, I know, I know, I know there's more, there's much more. There's, 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 it's like, it's like, like being Neo in the matrix. You know, if, in, if you've ever seen yeah. that movie. Yeah. It's like, okay, I see all these walls. I see all this stuff, but I know there's more. I can, it's like a haunting, it's like a very faint haunting melody that's calling me. There's much more than just this doctrine I'm seeing. Yeah, it, this is just the tip of the iceberg, so to speak. And whereas I'm understanding it with my mind, but, my, but I'm not walking there. I want to walk on water. Right. I don't want to just hear that can be done. done, When I say walk on water, maybe not walk physically over over my pool, but on the dark, troubled seas of my life, I want to walk over them. I want to step out of the boat, but I'm afraid, just like you. Help me. Yeah, I'll tell you what, Ted Decker, (laughs) if anybody can walk across their swimming pool, I think it would probably be you. I actually think (laughs) you'd be the one. Of all my friends, I think you're the one who's going to tell me. Annie, I walked across my pool yesterday, and I'll be like, not surprised. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I I have a long way to go before I can actually step out on, on that water. Mm-hmm. But but I'm learning to walk on the troubled waters of my life. Oh, my gosh. Yes. I mean, things that, yes. Oh, absolutely. It is, uh, <laughs> we're, back, we're back on to Jesus now. We're supposed to talk about writing. No, <laughs> well, isn't it the truth, though? But, that, I mean, I feel the same way, that we can start that everything that we do in our profession comes out. We're lucky enough that what we do in our profession, what we're paid to do is really, like you said, the faucet flows out of our relationships with Jesus. Well, Jesus had a lot. I mean, his whole, the whole story of him walking on water is a story that mirrors what happens when we sit down on the computer to write a novel or to write a story or to write mm-hmm. an article or write any, with anything that we're afraid of. We call anything we have like um, a block or we feel insufficient or inadequate and we have a fear. Well, the only way to write that is to, is to write it, mm. is to step out of the boat. Mm-hmm. That, that, you can only find faith in the place of uncertainty. You have to enter, you have to leave the shore of your old 
itself and and enter into these this river of uncertainty to reach to reach the other side of a new self. Mm-hmm. So uncertainty is the path. Man, and you we know, just don't is, like it, right? I mean, uh, human nature is don't give me uncertainty. Show me the map, and let me walk the whole map. Show me the well, end, and I'll do it. It, that is absolutely human nature. That's our egoic nature. That's our flesh. Where mm-hmm. you call it whatever you want. That's the part of us that says, no, 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 stay where you are. Be safe. Well, you can be safe, and you'll stay in misery. Mm. It's the only... It's, but, but so, yeah, transformation. But let's, let's get back to writing. Writing a novel is, is, or writing any book or in, embarking on any new endeavor in this way, it, it, it is stepping into those rivers of uncertainty. Mm-hmm. Only there can you discover faith. Right, only you once know. you're willing to get in the thing. Yep. Yeah, faith is, you know, faith is discovering the, the uh, certainty of things unseen, which begins with complete uncertainty. So it's the evidence of things unseen. But you discover that evidence only as you experience it. Yeah, and so, I'll be, I'm almost interested to go home and um and look on my bookshelf and separate the books that I feel like were written for the author to discover and the ones who are trying to communicate with me. Because as you said, if the authors who are trying to figure things out as they go, I feel like I know them. I feel like I'm on the journey with them. And the ones who are just yeah. trying to communicate with me, I feel like they're my teacher. Yeah. So that is so yeah, that's, interesting. That's true. This is what's also... That's what's so cool about Jesus is that he showed us the way by taking it. Mm-hmm. You know, um, I mean, Hebrews is really clear about that. It says, you know, I, I talk about this in 32, but he, Jesus, when he was on earth, you know, learned obedience through his suffering and his submission. So he he learned obedience. Yeah. Well, he's like us, what Paul calls him our elder brother. He is like that writer. Mm-hmm. Getting back to writing, who also was afraid. Well, the only way to overcome fear is to walk forward into the darkness. You can only way is to walk into the darkness. And they say that all spiritual journeying, all writing is learning to see in the darkness. All writing is learning to see in the darkness. Mm-hmm. And the only way to learn to see in the darkness is to enter it. Yeah. Uh, without, without. And there you discover fear. I mean, yeah, you're saying, God, help me, God, help me. You know, Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. Yes, of course. I'm not saying you do it alone. You don't. Mm-hmm. But you get to take a step. Yeah, that's you right. You get to walk. <laughs> Ted Decker. So. I'm, I'm I, a fan. I'm a fan. I'm a fan. You're teaching me. I wish you could see how many notes I'm taking as we're going. I'm like going to have a quiet time about this later. <laughs> you know, one thing I will say, Annie, is that as writers, we're very privileged that we have that we have been gifted with or given or drawn to even this beautiful practice called writing, mm. which is really a spiritual practice. It's really about our own evolution, our own transformation, That's whatever right. word you want to use. It's not about what we can, not about the product we put out. It's actually about our own, our own, yeah, unfolding, mm-hmm. if you will. I think so that's you get so... to write. Yeah, yeah, and I that feel purpose. that in your in eighty thirty, I feel like you said it was healing for you. It feels healing. The whole book yeah. I mean, it feels like it's written from that place. So when you say that, it resonates so well with even though the story has twists and turns and, and hurt and all that, it 
from a writer standpoint, I go, yeah, this feels like it healed. Cause it, I mean, it healed yeah. me. It healed. I mean, I'm telling you it, it, it brought up things and it is, it's great. So Ted, mm-hmm. thank you so much for your time. I, this has just uh, been so enjoyable and I've learned a ton. So thank you. Well, I'll tell you what, Annie, let's do something. Let's totally, this is great. You, you are really good at this and I love talking to you. So, thank I mean, let's, let's do something in the future that's bigger. <laughs> oh, Ted Decker, I'm a dreamer, brother. Don't, don't, you don't want to go down this path. You don't want to get out of this boat. But no, yeah, I do. I'm in. I'm in. I think this would be really fun. I just, um, I find talking to other people that, I mean, really, for, I can tell you where I was in my college uh, apartment room when I read the part of the circle book where he started breathing water. I mean, yeah. so many of your books have just really led me toward this career. So I am, I will talk to you whenever you want. Cause I love learning from you and I've, um, I think it's really fun and I'm, I kind of talk a lot, so it works out great. Right. Yeah. So. No, no, no. It's fantastic. You're very, you, you ask very, very astute questions. That's great. I mean, oh, that learning to breathe water is like learning to walk on water. Same thing. You got to open your mouth and. <gasps> yeah. Man, I'm telling you, when it went through his lungs, and I mean, I could see it, Ted. I could see the. I mean, I can see it right now talking to you about it. I could. I saw, and and that affects my spiritual journey the rest of my life. I thought there are moments that I get into that feel so un unlike the world I'm supposed to understand, and I have thought to myself, "Breathe the water, breathe the water." Yeah. So. Yeah. That is yeah, a yeah. that is a strong visual in my mind. So, all right, Surrender. well, we'll make a plan to do this again, and I can't wait for all my friends to get to hear um, your wisdom. I've got like nine quotes I can't wait to throw out on the internet. So, cool. Well, it's been a pleasure. Thank you so thank much. Thank you. I appreciate mutual. <laughs> mutual. Did I seriously just say mutual? Oh, you guys, you can't take me anywhere. But forget me, how awesome was that information from Ted, right? I mean, just learning more about how other people dig into their writing and their career and and how our faith mixes with our work. I just think that is, it's something I'm passionate about. It's something I love talking about, if you ever want to talk about it. And it's something that I think Ted has such a good view on, right? I mean, I just feel like there's so much to learn from people who are, five, 10, 15 years down the path. And for me personally, right, as an author and listening to Ted as an author, it was just really impactful. I loved it. Could you tell I loved it? Someday when I'm not worried about embarrassing myself, I'll tell you about how I cried after the interview ended. Okay. I just cried a little bit. I just, it just meant a lot. I really loved getting to talk to him. So I got a little teary. Okay. Uh, I'm embarrassed. Okay, okay, okay. So moving on. Hey, a couple things before I let you go. Coming up in the new year, we've got some really fun episodes of the podcast. Some people I can't wait to introduce you to. Some places I think you should go. Some of my favorite restaurants. Some of my favorite music that's new in the new year. Books, magazines. Are you reading real simple? Are you listening to the Serial Podcast? These are the things that we should discuss. Hey, thank you so, so much for being a part of these first two episodes. I have just loved it. I hope you will grab a copy of Ted Decker's AD30 and his older books, as we talked about in this interview, the Circle Series. It's just incredible. 
And hey, if you have enjoyed these podcasts, it would mean so much if you would pop over to iTunes and just leave a quick review. You know, when strangers are trying to figure out what podcast they want to listen to, we want them to know they are welcome here. So a review would mean so, so much. And you can subscribe in iTunes if you're not already subscribed to this podcast. And that way, when the new one comes out, it will just pop up into your iTunes. Um, if you need me, I'm easy to find on social media, Annie F Downs everywhere, Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, Pinterest, uh, website, you name it, Annie F Downs. And that is me. Can't forget to tell you about who you are listening to in the background of Dave Barnes again, and Hillary Scott from Lady Annabellum singing Christmas tonight. You can find this one on Dave's record called very Merry Christmas. I hope you will grab that. And I hope you will have a very Merry Christmas. What a great time of year. And here we are in Advent season, in the season of waiting. And then Christmas morning, Jesus is born and he was worth the wait, right? So Merry Christmas to you. Happy New Year. And I will see you next year. Hashtag oldest joke in the book. (laughs) Thank you guys so much. And I really will see you next year. Looking too good to share And maybe our friends won't